You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So I was going to start this episode with a um, very positive note, vibe, whatever, and a very depressing reality just came over me. Today is episode 999. Tomorrow, Super Bowl Sunday, as was planned, is episode 1000. Obviously, this has been massively tarnished by the fact that the Packers lost that. I'm just, I'm suddenly extremely upset that they lost because, again, it was it was fate, man. It was absolutely fate. I, I, didn't, I didn't rig this to be this way. I checked this back in, like, August or something crazy where I was like, yeah, I wonder, uh, I wonder when my 1000th episode will be, and it was... February 7th, and I was like, uh, when's the Super Bowl February 7th? And so again, this great season, and, and it, as I've said, the Packers were clearly the better team in that game. I'm not trying to make you relive it, but man. And again, that that, that wasn't even the necessarily the depressing reality. The reality is now that they lost, the numbers have started to trend downward, and I've had several people reach out and just tell me flat out, like, look, I'm not into the draft. I'm kind of depressed by this whole thing. I'm just going to take some time off, or I'll catch you in, you know, September, which is cool. I get that. But then also this morning it dawned on me, Saturdays and Sundays are horrible for the show. So not only does not a single Packer fan even care about the Super Bowl, hates the Super Bowl, but nobody listens to the podcast on a Sunday. So episode 1000 is going to be me talking to myself. Oh, that sucks. Oh, well. Fortunately, I decided against doing anything kind of crazy or special. I was thinking about it, but it's like, why am I going to, on a day that's special to me, do something that I'm not going to like? Stressful, getting people on board and everything else and, you know, editing all this stuff and setting up times to meet with people. And then I got to talk to people and that's just rough. Again, nothing wrong with people, just, you know, as I've said, extreme introvert. I just, I don't handle those situations very well. So what's up? Not much. All right. Well, that's all the information I care to know. So, you feel like adding anything, or should we call it? I, um, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I figured this whole episode has been. I mean, clearly, I'm not like mainstream. I mean, you've got some people that have really big followings and very popular, and in, in for various reasons. And um, clearly, my personality doesn't kind of work with that. So I've always felt like this is sort of a. Uh, I've got like a cult following. And I don't mean cult in a negative way, kind of like a cult classic movie or whatever, where it's it wasn't necessarily a big one, it didn't get any awards, but man, the people that follow it are pretty diehard. And I dig that, so why am I going to like branch out and be like, let's bring all these people on, it'd be crazy, we'll have a party, people that I never talk to or interact with. It's like, no nah, man, this whole show has been me and you, episode 1000 is going to be me and you, and we're going to be doing what we've always been doing, just talking about stuff. And I'm good with that. I would say I should do something special for myself, but uh, you all just bought me a, a new computer, so I feel like that's pretty special, and thanks to my buddy Blaine for getting me this sweet microphone, so that's pretty special. And we also have about uh, $2,100 in car repairs, so I, I can't really justify going to my wife and be like, I feel like I earned something special. It's one of the biggest benefits of marriage is they just stop you from being stupid. 
I've earned this here responsibility. No, you haven't. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's marriage. There you go. I had this super irresponsible idea, and I think I'm going to do it. No, you're not. Fine. Anyways, welcome to episode 999. Thank you for joining. There are massive amounts of rumors out there, and I'm pretty convinced that there are certain people who have decided that this is a career choice. I'm not going to name names, but suddenly there's a bunch of people. Several of them are not even blue checkmarked, which, you know, doesn't necessarily mean anything. But if you have inside sources leaking information to you, I feel like you probably would have a check mark, but maybe not. There's some kind of correlating overlap going on there. But I did a little bit of research because, uh, you know, JJ had asked a question about one of these people who was spouting off things. And I was like, is this guy credible? So I just went back and said, well, what has he ever said about the Packers? It's very easy to search that on Twitter. He's never made any kind of predictions before, ever. He's posited thoughts. The Packers should do this. They would be wise to do this. Never once has he made a prediction, or not even a prediction, said he has some kind of sources saying this, that, or the other thing is happening. And I, I did that with, I saw, again, there's a whole bunch of rumor, and I started looking into these guys, and it's like, I think, because I followed him, because I want to know what's coming out. I, I, I need to for the podcast. Even if they're lying, I want to know what kind of rumors are going on out there. And these guys are the ones starting rumors. And you think about it, that's a pretty wise choice. I mean, if you can have, again, similar to what I said about Skip Bayless and all those guys, that sort of sociopathy, the psychopathy to just not care what people think and take, because the, the comments are all, this guy's a fraud. He always makes things up. He's always wrong. If you can handle that and just plow through it, and just not care, people are still going to follow you, they're still going to retweet you, and you're going to blow up. And I know one of the guys had been accused of basically just throwing so much stuff at a wall, eventually something's going to stick. And if you think about it, if you look at Ian Rappaport's track record, how he's going to be 98% of the time wrong, either because he has a bunch of teams that feed him nonsense, because that's a strategy, especially that'll happen in the draft time, right? Everybody feeds Ian, he'll take it because he wants as many scoops as he can get, and a lot of times they're just blatant lies, right? He gets played by teams. He gets played by um, player representatives who want to drive up the price or whatever. And occasionally he'll he'll get a nugget. Usually it's it's a scoop, right? Somebody will tell him before the team makes it official, so he's the first to tell us about it. But in terms of rumors and whatnot, I tend to think a lot of that, maybe not all of it, because some of that stuff can get leaked, especially if teams are reaching out to a bunch of places. You start getting a bunch of people involved. How many people knew about that phone call? If any one of them has Rappaport's number, they're going to call him. But it's similar to being like a weatherman, right? I can just say what the weather's going to be, and if I'm wrong, what are you going to do? Say that I'm not a weatherman? How do you know I don't have a, a Doppler radar in my basement? Maybe I built one somewhere. You don't know my sources. I just got a call that there's some cold front coming in from Canada. I wired up some geese, man. I'm tracking it via goose. Those things are everywhere. They don't care about the cold. They'll, they'll hang out in frozen ponds. And I'm still going to get roughly the same, you know, I mean, you kind of know what the weather is going to be like. You know, for example, there's 32 teams. So you start talking about Aaron Jones, and it's like, okay, who needs running backs? And you can just throw whatever you want out there. Maybe some of it's true, maybe some of it's not, but who cares? Now, we know how people are with, with wanting to grow what they have. I'm, I'm the last person on planet Earth. I, I have no desire to be well-known. I'm still trying desperately to grow all my stuff. Not quite that desperately. But I, I don't even want, it, it's a necessity for me. Some of these people, they, they just crave the attention and, and the, the good feeling of, of the growth and all that stuff. And if they have that and business um, desires, I, again, there's, there's not a lot stopping you. 
and you can pretty easily blur the lines of morality because, again, a lot of this stuff is made up and, you know, what, what exactly is a source? I gave you a, an exact example a week or so ago about how things get twisted. You take an article that is positing what they think could happen, and this happens all the time with the Green Bay Packers. You'll get Packers sports writers, you know, the blue checkmark crew, they'll write an article that simply says, you know, the Packers should do X, Y, and Z, and that will slowly, through this little telephone game, get twisted into I heard or rumor is. And I'll, I'll find out about because I'll see that. I saw, I saw that happen recently where somebody had said, somebody was reporting about the defensive coordinator. I'll leave all the names out. There was a reporter who basically said, here's what I believe is, is happening, based on reports, right? In other words, I, I, I'm hearing that this is the situation, right? We're down to three, basically, right? And somebody asked the question, who do you think is going to be the top candidate? And he said, I think this person is going to be at the top of that list. Never once saying anything about I've heard or anything, just I, I tend to believe based on my own rationale. No inside information. That got twisted into very quickly... Jim Leonard is the front runner, and I started getting messages from people. Hey, man, I, I don't know if it's true, but I'm hearing that there's three candidates and Jim Leonard is the top guy. And it's in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I know exactly where you got that from. I mean, I don't know because again, it's a telephone game. I know you didn't see it directly from the source because if you read the source, you wouldn't think that. But somewhere along the line, the message is getting slowly twisted and twisted and twisted. From there are th- I, I I'm hearing there are three candidates left who are going through second interviews. I tend to think Jim Leonard, based on his credentials, would be the top guy, but I don't know. That getting twisted into, there are three guys left, and Jim Leonard currently is their favorite. Only half of that is true. And again, that's how you get some of these other guys who maybe, instead of letting other people do the twisting, maybe they just do the twisting. It's more salacious, so maybe I'll give half truth and half lie. And if you're clever enough with your wording, you can even get away with not lying and just implying. So anyways, all that to say, I do think a lot of this is fake. I think you have some people making career choices that I'm just going to make stuff up and, um, you know, what, so what? I mean, think about it. It's, it's, it's very similar to what psychics do. No offense to anybody that believes that that's real. It's not. Go check out The Amazing Randy if you, you know, need some convincing. If you don't want convincing, you want to just believe it, then just believe it and don't go watch him. But the bottom line is, I mean, this stuff is very easy to disprove if you just set up some tests. For some reason, some of these guys let this guy set up tests. Every single one of them failed. But anyways, it's a very interesting story. Um, It's like a documentary about him or whatever. He's actually a magician who's very fond of magic. He just hates when people um, use basically magic tricks to trick people and lie to people and con them. And so he made it his personal mission to um, go after all of them, I guess. But anyways, it's one of those things where if you throw enough stuff at the wall, something's going to stick, right? There's a big group of people. I'm, 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 I'm seeing a boy, a young boy, maybe four, maybe 19, somewhere in that range, a Jim or a Steve or, yes, my son's name is Steven. He was, you know, 12, right, right there in your range. Oh, yes, yes. So there's 32 teams. If I wanted to make up a rumor that I was hearing something, and by the way, I did this once as a complete joke, and I said something so unbelievably unrealistic, I thought, you know, I don't want people to accidentally think that I'm being serious, so I'm just going to be completely ridiculous. It blew up. And again, this just goes to show, I got people that it blew up and they were so mad, I saw my tweet show up on a massive Facebook group with hundreds of comments, thousands of comments, and they were all angry, oh, people will just say anything, I can't believe, it's like, you bunch of dummies, it's fake! 
And I had the person who posted it on Facebook, like, reach out to me on Twitter. Like, uh, I posted it on Facebook as a joke, and they all took it seriously. And I had to shut off comments because I was getting attacked. Like, people are just nuts. But again, this is, people will believe it. The most ridiculous thing in the world, and people will start retweeting it. Imagine if I had just, I, 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 should, I should do that for a month. Because most of the people that are going to be seeing my tweets and everything else when it gets retweeted aren't listening to this podcast, and the people here shouldn't be mad at me because you know that this is just a running experiment. But I should. I should do that. And just see if it gains any traction, because obviously a lot of you guys know that I'm faking it or whatever. It'll be like a, a documentary. I'll do a documentary called Faking the Draft. I'll pretend that I have like an inside source with the Green Bay Packers, and I'll just start tweeting stuff. Right? I live in Madison. Oh, man, if Jim Leonard gets hired, I'll be like, dude, I know Jim Leonard, dude. Believe it or not, like he's telling me stuff. Because it's so easy to just say whatever. So, again, 32 teams. If I say things are heating up right now with Aaron Jones, and I list, let's say, six teams and then also say, but the Packers would like to keep him, that's seven total teams. If you factor in, I'm not going to list any of the teams that don't need running backs. How many teams need running backs? How many teams have the cap space to get Aaron Jones? I'm guessing we're down to about seven, including the Packers. So what are the odds he goes to one of those teams or stays with the Packers? Unbelievably high. Even if I list four and he ends up going somewhere else. Oh, well, you win some, you lose some. And then I can just make something up. You know, I'll, I'll list off my four teams. Say the Packers bowed out early and it was down to this team and some other team. I couldn't quite get the name. Apparently, this was the team. And, uh, you know, the, the let's see, it wouldn't be the Colts because, see, again, you can just whittle them down. It's not the Colts. The Jaguars would be great. Right, new coach, new regime. They're going to draft a, a quarterback. They've got some money, I think. Just assuming because they have a garbage team. Garbage teams usually have a lot of money. And so, you know, I, I let's say the Rams get him or something crazy that I was just thinking that wouldn't have happened, but it did. I'll just say that you know the the Jaguars were were really in on it. I knew there was some other team. Didn't know who it was. Turns out it was the Rams, and the Rams came out over. Isn't that crazy? It's just it's just it's so easy. Or you just don't say anything. Just be like, well, looks like the uh, Rams lost out, or the Jags lost out. They really wanted them, too. That sucks. And a lot of these tweets, they do leave it kind of open-ended like that. I, I can't be sure that this is an exhaustive list, but I do know that these teams are interested. Well, that doesn't mean anything. You've listed five teams. You've mentioned the Packers still want to keep them. And you've said that there may be other teams that I just don't know about. Okay, so which teams are we saying are not interested in Aaron Jones? None. We're not listing any teams that are not interested. But if one of my teams hits, I mean, it's like gambling with no money. It doesn't cost me anything. In fact, I get paid to buy tickets, right? If, if tickets are just rumors, I win. But then if any of my tickets hit, I really win. Because then I can retweet my old tweet and say, there you go. I called it. I told you. You all said I was lying. You all said I was faking it. Guess what? Who called it? Did Ian say it? Nope. He didn't know. Nobody knew. I knew. So keep doubting my sources. Go ahead. It's a career choice. I'm convinced of it. And it's not a bad one. I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's just, it would, it, would, it would be fun. And just waiting around hoping, you know, like if, if Ian comes out and he's like, I'm hearing the Jaguars have made an offer to Aaron Jones, it'd be like, oh, I just hit the jackpot. And then I start going after Ian. Like, oh, that's interesting, Ian. I wonder where I've heard that before. You know, implying stupid stuff like he's ripping me off or something stupid. But you just say crazy stuff because that's how you get popular. You say crazy, stupid stuff. You know what I'm, you know, I'll tell you, I can't really do that. I was going to say I should create a burner and do that, but nobody's going to believe a guy with no followers. I wonder how, how much does it cost to buy followers, just just to give the illusion that I have a bunch of followers. I mean, anybody can look it up and see, like, this guy's fake. He joined two seconds ago. But a lot of people probably wouldn't really notice. 
Like if I wanted to get like 25,000 followers, just complete all bots, what would that cost? Well, maybe that's not a thing anymore. Twitter must have really cracked down. I remember it used to be easy. You could just pay, you know, 50 bucks and you get a bunch of followers. Twitter obviously shut all that down. That stinks. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to do it. I just need to find somebody with a lot of followers that just doesn't care. Figure it out. I'll figure it out. Oh, here you go. I can buy 10,000 followers for 250 bucks. I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> that's that's too much. I don't I don't I'm not that interested in um in playing out this con. I guess I could easily do it on Facebook. I would just be trashing my own page. Be real easy to just create a bunch of graphics that are fake. I could you know what? Maybe I'll do that. I'll just create cuz nobody cares how big a page is. They're just going to see this thing and I'll boost it. I might do that. It's just it'll be a fun little side hobby. I'm just going to lie. I'll document all this stuff. See how big I can grow my following. See how many hits and misses I get. Compare that to some other hits and misses. And then, uh, you know, after the draft, just kind of unveil my findings. I shouldn't do that, but I really, it just sounds like fun. Be a fun side hobby. Anyways, again, all that to say, a lot of this stuff is probably very fake. And even if they're real sources, the information might be fake. Because it could be agents, it could be teams, it could be all these people just playing guys like Ian or whatever, trying to pump false information out. With all that, 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 that being said, I'm still going to talk about it because it's still news and I'm not just going to see every bit of news come in and say, eh, probably fake, right? That takes all the fun out of the off season. So let's look at a couple of the newest rumors. Number one, probably the most important, although I've been talking about Aaron Jones, but let's, let's uh, transition here. Despite the fact that there are Aaron Jones rumors, there is a lot of chatter that Carson Wentz is getting a ton of interest. There is also a ton of talk that the Bears are extremely interested. Now, the really funny thing about all this, and again, we're wading through a whole bunch of if this is true, then this, and if it's not, then whatever, but we're just going to leave the caveats aside. Just remember the, the permanent caveat that all this might be fake or any one individual point. There was a comment, and I believe it was by Michael Lombardi, but I'm not entirely sure, but on top of all of that, there's a rumor that the Bears may be bidding against themselves. What does that mean? It means that it's, there, there is a slight possibility that there actually isn't very much interest in Carson Wentz, that all this extra interest is fake. And so as Carson Wentz's price goes up and up and up, and the Eagles start keep making counteroffers and counteroffers saying, I got an offer for this, what can you offer? The Bears are bidding this up over and over and over again with nobody else, meaning they're technically bidding against themselves. It's not impossible. It's somewhat unlikely that zero other people are interested, but it is possible that the other teams may have dropped off a long time ago. And why would the Eagles say, okay, you're the last one. I guess you get them at that price. Why not see what you can drive this thing up to? Keep going up and see if the Bears will come over the top. And if, if the Bears say, fine, we're bowing out, it's too much, then you just back off. You, you can't match that? All right, then we'll, we'll get back to you. Uh, what, what is your best offer? Repeat back to me what your best, you know, and just, just keep them on the line. And then like, all right, well, we're going to take that offer. Because, you know, the other team was, I don't know, just say something stupid. A team that we play all the time. It was the Cowboys or something. I don't know. Who cares? You got them hooked anyways. Just lie to them. Yeah, we were uh, we were going to send them to the Cowboys to be Dak's backup for uh, two first-round picks. But we'll, we'll give them to you for a first and a second because, you know, we, we, you're, you're a good guy and whatnot. The price isn't going to be, uh, maybe it will be, who knows. But it's funny because it wouldn't be the first time that that's happened, supposedly. Apparently, and again, this may be fake, who knows, the Bears were told when they traded up for Mitch Trubisky, remember, they moved up one spot. There's no reason to move up one spot because the team that you're moving up with 
In other words, you're not leapfrogging anyone. You're moving up with a team because the team that's in front of you is calling you and saying, hey, just so you know, teams are calling me and they're saying they want to draft a quarterback. If you're planning on coming up and getting somebody, if you want to get somebody, you need to trade with me right now or you're going to lose them. So the Bears gave up compensation to move up to draft a guy that would have been there either way. The only way he wasn't going to be there, because the team that's obviously willing to trade back isn't drafting a quarterback or they would never have called you. Supposedly that was fake, and it makes a lot of sense. We know who we want, and if the team right behind you wants a quarterback, why wouldn't you at least pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm getting offers for a quarterback. Do you have any interest in coming over the top? Otherwise, we're going to trade to them. If the team behind you says no, you stay and pick. If they say yes, you get extra compensation for nothing because they're taking a quarterback and you don't want a quarterback, so you still get your guy. So the rumor is there were no other offers, which might not be true. It, it could be all fake. It, it makes a lot of sense that other teams would know the Bears want a quarterback. They're going to try to come up. But it's also possible the compensation could be completely made up. But the point is the Bears got worked to draft a quarterback that they were probably going to get anyways. And it's possible they're doing it again. There are people who believe that the Bears are the only team interested right now based on whatever the current compensation is in Carson Wentz, and they're continuing to bid up and up and up with the belief that other teams are also really interested and that that's probably fake. Um, I think part of the reason people believe that is because Carson Wentz has been kind of garbage lately, like really, really terrible, horrible, one of the worst quarterbacks in football. However... The Bears have several people on their staff that are former Philadelphia Eagles that have worked with Carson Wentz, and the belief is they're pumping him up saying, this guy can do it. In other words, we, can, we have identified what the problem is since we left. They started doing this. That doesn't fit him. If we can build this way and that way, unlike what the, the Eagles did, we can make him back to what he was. That's, that's, that's what coaches do. They always believe in themselves and their ability to coach and build around a guy. I worked with him. I remember. I was there. I made him that way. I can do it again. That's why they, they always talk about how, you know, some teams are way too willing to draft uh, developmental prospects because they always believe in themselves. The coaches believe in themselves. The, the, the GMs believe in their coaches. You know, we got a raw prospect with all the th this athleticism, and if we can just coach him up, he's going to be elite. And, of course, our coaches can do it. And you talk to the coaches like, yeah, I can make him a star, man, because why else would you be coaching? What are you going to sit there and go, I don't know, I, I haven't had a lot of luck lately with making guys better than what they are. If you draft a bad prospect, I mean, he's probably just going to stay bad. You should probably get me somebody that can just come in and play because I don't serve a purpose here other than just teaching him your textbook, right? The the, the offensive line play, the, the, the rules for the offensive line that you tell me. You know, like Matt LaFleur comes in and says, this is what I want the offensive line to do. And the coaches, at the very basic level, is to teach them that, right? You're just a teacher. Your job is to just explain what all this means. And you're, you're sort of like a, a higher level understanding of things. So when a coach comes in and says, this is what I want the offensive line to do, you can teach them how to do that. In terms of intellectually, this is what this means and this is what's expected of you. But in terms of actually growing somebody, coaching them up, being able to coach, which I think is different than teaching, or at least I'm going to make that differentiation right now, whether that's real or not. There's a difference between being able to say, this is what's supposed to happen, and saying, here's what you're doing, and here's what you can do instead to try to help you grow. I'm watching you, and I'm seeing where the flaws are, and I'm going to tweak this, that, or the other to try to make you better, and, and to tailor exercises to, to break bad habits and to grow new, better habits. That's coaching, as opposed to teaching. And everybody thinks that they're a great coach, and granted, a lot of them probably are, 
but but it can get you in a lot of trouble. Like for example, believing that we can make Carson Wentz a great quarterback again, like he was like a year. <laughs> so this is a rumor that I absolutely want a hundred thousand. And in fact, almost all the rumors I'm excited about, up to and including Aaron Jones, to be completely honest. Because as much as it makes me sick to imagine him playing for a different team, if we come to the realization or the acknowledgement that it's going to happen, the only real benefit we get is through a compensatory pick in 2022. And the only way we get high compensation is when guys leave, they sign massive contracts. So the fact that we're hearing that other teams, again, might be fake, but we're hearing that there are other teams that are not just interested, but very interested. And remember, this is not a trade. So when you see, for example, the headline here, Aaron Jones expected to garner interest from Dolphins, 49ers, Steelers, and Bears, and your first thought is, well, he's not going to the Bears because the Packers wouldn't trade him there. It's not a trade. We're letting him walk because that's part of the contingency of getting a uh, compensatory pick. You have to let him walk. If you try to grab any compensation by trading him today to dictate where he goes, you know, to keep him away from the Bears, whatever the case may be, you don't get that compensatory pick. You have to let the contract expire. He becomes a free agent with no contract. Somebody else, there's a bidding war. Somebody gets him. They pay him. And then based on what he gets paid, that will dictate how good of a compensatory pick we get. In terms of wanting the best for everybody, I think the Bears are ridiculous. So, for example, if I were to make this up, I wouldn't put the Bears on the list. And maybe the Bears are one of those teams that, you know, this is this is pro-level faking it. Because nobody that's that's faking it would probably want to put the Bears because that doesn't make a lot of sense. One of the few good things they have is a running back. So either you're an idiot and think that the Bears would actually want him, or you realize that that's uh, not super great, but hey, I'm hearing what I'm hearing. The Bears have at least called. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's next level stuff. I got to write that down in my notes. Got to put somebody in. Not super ridiculous. Again, not like the Colts necessarily, where it's like, dude, I don't know. Or the Giants with Saquon or something. But just kind of semi, you know, divisional thing. Sticking it to the Packer. Who knows? I don't know. As far as on this list where I would like him to go, I kind of like the idea of the Dolphin. I just feel like it'd be a good fit. They got a great head coach. I think they're an ascending team. They've got a young quarterback that needs a lot of help. It's an AFC team, so we don't play them all that often. I feel like Miami would be a cool place for a guy like Aaron to go. Not even a guy like Aaron, just for a guy like anybody to go to Florida. He's been stuck in Wisconsin for all this time. Get the man some warm weather. I just think it'd be kind of a cool fit. Steelers would also be nice because it's AFC. Other than that, it's kind of a nightmare. It seems like it's a horrible locker room. seems extremely toxic. Things are a nightmare. I just think it's completely, it seems like a nightmare is, is the bottom line. So no, I don't want Aaron Jones to go there. Of course, I don't know, want him to go to the Bears, and of course, I do not want him to go to the 49ers. I don't care if we play him or not. That team runs the ball extremely well, so he's going to be a star shoving it right down our throat. Nothing would be more painful than for him to go to a team like the 49ers and, and just, no, I can't stand the 49ers. I've also noticed my te- that the amount of teams that I really genuinely dislike, I used to feel like I didn't really dislike any, I didn't really care. Like, I didn't like the Bears, otherwise I don't really care. Then I really started hating the 49ers. Then I really started hating the Seahawks. Then I really, really started hating the Vikings. I'm really starting to dislike the Lions a lot. Never used to care, but they're so whiny, especially about the, the cheating refs, constantly whining about the refs. Then I began, obviously, hating the Patriots because they win all the time. I'm really starting to dislike the Chiefs because they're winning all the time. I don't like Tampa Bay now because they have Tom Brady. I'm really become a, becoming a Packers isolationist. But I do want to point something else out, and this, this is something else that's interesting that I, I, don't, I don't think I picked up on. The person that pushed this narrative, 
First of all, I think it's interesting because I do believe he is a Packer fan. He has had two big breaking news things. They have both somewhat blown up, and obviously articles are now being written all over the place because of this rumor that he has generated. L- listen to the wording of this, because this is also interesting. Again, I don't want to shoot down an entire segment that I just did, but this is, again, interesting. Packers running back Aaron Jones is expected to receive heavy interest from the Dolphins, 49ers, Steelers, and Bears. Plenty of other teams will have interest, but those four are teams to keep a close eye on. Green Bay would still like to re-sign him. He didn't make a single... He didn't make a single comment, did he? He never said any team was interested. He said expected to receive heavy interest. Now that, again, it implies that he has inside knowledge that they're anticipate, they're expecting to, planning to make an offer. But it doesn't have to mean that. It could just mean I made this up in my brain. Expected by who? Well, expected by me. I expect them to. Plenty of other teams will have interest, but those four teams are teams to keep a close eye on. Now, said person, who is now verified, I don't know how, how do you get, ver- I, I, I don't understand how Twitter does, I got to figure it out. I need to check, I, I don't even, it doesn't even matter, but apparently the bar is pretty low. He's on a website that nobody visits. It's a freaking .net. <laughs> no serious website is on a .net. And he has 7,000 followers and he has a blue check. Okay. Anyways, um, the day before that, he had another sort of breaking news thing. Again taking a lot of this with a grain of salt here, T.Y. Hilton is set to receive interest from quite a few teams. Now, this one is much much less dodgy, if I may steal from the Brits, although I'm probably using it um, improperly. I think they use dodgy to mean shady. I'm using dodgy to mean like he's dodging, like more literally, because it's more direct. Is set to receive. Expected to receive is, is more subjective. So if he's flat out lying about this one, he's just lying because it's 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 directly implying. But it's interesting for our sake because it goes on to say, among them are the Colts, Dolphins, Packers, and Raiders. Now, that wouldn't actually even surprise me. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton is already a Colt, so we put Colts on that list. He added Packers and Dolphins again. It's a lot of similar teams. Well, two. But again, his two first ever breaking news things are about the team that I believe he's a fan of find that interesting or maybe because he has insiders in source uh, insider sources with that team well, maybe how does he know about the colts dolphins raiders 49ers bears and steelers i don't know but we'll see it, to be honest do i really doubt it not really i know for a fact the packers are going to be making phone calls and and it's going to be especially interesting this off season because packer fans expect them to not make any moves and they may not that doesn't mean they're not going to call around just for the sake of understanding the market it's it's research. You need to understand what's going on out there. So, anyways, I'm I'm putting very little stock in this. I'm not going forward with the idea that the Packers are calling about T.Y. Hilton. I do expect them to make phone calls, but I'll, I'll be completely honest. I think all of this is fake. I think this the report about Aaron Jones, as well as the uh, that's why I decided not to say his name, although it'd probably be easy to figure out who it is. I think this is 100% fake. I think the wording basically implies that it's fake. Again, with the T.Y. Hilton thing, he goes on to say other interested, others interested as well. Hilton is a hot commodity. So he picked two hot commodities, picked four teams, and then said a bunch of other teams are interested. I think if you're going to fake it, just go all the way in. That's what I think. Don't halfway fake it, man. I think you got to all the way fake it. Why don't you just come out and say, the pa- I just received word the Packers have made a call to T.Y. Hilton. No word on if they're expected to reach a deal, but the Packers are interested. That's how you fake it right there. None of this mamby-pamby nonsense. Man up and lie to people, will you? Coward. 
look, if they're going to come out with this nonsense, again, you got to be able to take the heat. So I'm going to I'm going to put a little heat. And again, I'm also probably going to join them on a completely different. I might again, I think I'm going to start a completely different Facebook account, completely make stuff up and just see what happens. And again, it's largely just to prove a point. I mean, the reason I'm not doing it on my main account and the reason I'm telling you this flat out is because I want you to know that it's fake. And at the end of it, I want everyone to know that a lot of this stuff is fake. Also, actually sounds like a lot of fun. Probably pretty big on Instagram too, but it's not really an area that I'm super familiar with. But again, teams are, that's the other dynamic here. Teams are so unwilling to talk about all this that generally you can get away with murder, especially at this period of time because the teams go so dark. Everything is a super deep secret. The only thing that gets out is what teams want to get out. It is vitally important. Players that you're looking at for free agency, draft prospects, they cannot comment on it. So if somebody at an interview session comes out and says, we've heard that you've, you know, you're interested in T.Y. Hilton, is there any truth to that report? They're going to look at you and say, are you serious? I can't answer that question. Why would you even ask me that? Now, there was a similar situation recently with reports of a team, which is kind of funny because it, it proves, sort of proves my point, a team reaching out to the Green Bay Packers about wanting to trade for Aaron Rodgers. And um, I think it was Aaron Nagler said, look, I know you can't comment on this, but... Uh, there was a report of this, that, or the other, you know, what do you think? And he came out and he said, you know, you're right, I can't comment on that, but I'm um, going to, that's nonsense, that never happened. And I, I kind of think that was a team pushing back on this part of the internet, that, that is a, they're essentially vultures. They know that I can say whatever I want and nobody's really going to call me out on it, especially, except a bunch of little people that don't actually know. You say I made it up, I say no, I'm not, and we'll just go with that. And again, at the end of it, guess what, I followed him and I did the little bell notification thing because I want to know what other nonsense he comes out with. It worked, and it's going to keep working. Good for him. It's like politics, man. You, you can just do nothing but terrible things. You very rarely get called out. When you do get called out, you just steamroll past it like nothing happened, and you continue on. And the people that believe you and support you will believe you and support you no matter what, and the people that don't won't no matter what. And that's just the way that it goes. I mean, there are, um, what is that, something, there's a, there's an account, and it's the perfect representation of what I'm talking about. I forget what it's called. Something about Bob. Not the movie, but Bob, I think, is in the title. But he's incredibly popular for breaking news. And the the Twitter is basically split. Some people say he's a big fraud, he's a phony, he's a fake, and they hate him. Other people genuinely believe he is a serious source. So that's just the way that it goes. He has his diehard followers that believe that he is a great insider. And the funny thing is, if you get big enough, you probably start getting some insights. It's sort of a fake it till you make it thing. You get big enough, you're an insider. Eventually, you might get somebody to reach out and be like, hey, uh, I got some information if you're interested. Maybe they throw in a, it's going to cost you or something, but you know, you run with it. See what you can come up with. You start building connections that way. I really just want to be one of these guys now. I'm jealous. The controversy, the drama. Plus, you just come up with cool news, which is all the, the free agency, the off-season is. It's speculating on things that you don't really know about. Except in their case, you kind of just imply that you do know, even though you don't. It's just a slight shift in what the off-season is. And that's not to say everybody's fake. Again, there, there are real things that are out there. But even real is sort of on a spectrum. To what degree is this real? How, 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 what, how good of a job are you doing taking liberties with the words that you're choosing? By the way, if anybody's interested in uh, helping out with this, 
I think we can put something together. Again, it's on the condition that we out ourselves at the end of this. So if you think you're going to do it and like we're going to become this big fake insider with hundreds of thousands of followers and make a bunch of money, that's not going to happen. Got to draw the line somewhere. But you get the gratification at the end of saying, all you people for believing me are stupid. Stop believing everybody that just says nonsense. Also, a bunch of these guys are a bunch of big, dumb liars. And it's not going to change anything. It's just, it's all just self-gratification. It felt good to do it. That's all it is. Oh, what else is going on in the world? I'll tell you what. Um, why don't we take a break here? Uh, let me remind you, we are doing a, a mock draft today. I may not be reminding you. This might be the first time I'm telling you. I don't know. But um, if you're interested, the Packers, again, are already spoken for. you got to be quicker than that if you want to jump on that team. Again, the way that you find out instantly, follow uh, Pack Daddy NFL YouTube channel. Hit the notification. You'll see when I post um, links and whatnot. But if you're interested, if you want to grab a different team, we're doing a three-round mock draft starting today at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time. So again, it'll be a three-round mock. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, trades are all allowed, and these are real human beings, real people making the picks and the trades and all that stuff. I really want 32 different people. I'm not opposed to even buying people subscriptions if that's what's holding you back. Which, by the way, if you're not interested, please tell me why. Because I just, I, I don't really know. Don't like doing mock drafts. Don't care about the draft. Don't want to pay $5 a month, even though there's a free code for a free month. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little surprised that it's not uh, a little bit more popular. Getting great reviews in terms of people watching it. And I know everybody wants to do group mocks, but I just, I can't, I can't beg people to get involved. It's just, I'm just, just asking. If you're not interested, tell me what it is that's holding you back so I can try to move that, remove that barrier for you. But if you are interested, and again, they do have the free option if you just want to try to use, uh, the, if you're okay with just using computer simulations, which, by the way, the computer simulations are almost always garbage. So if in your mind you're saying, well, I don't need to work with other people because people are stupid and computers are smart, you got that backward. All these simulators are stupid. So if you're running like seven-round simulations or even first-round simulations, it doesn't matter what website you're using. There's some nonsense going on with those. And I'm dead 100,000% serious that being with people that understand how the draft works and, and understand what their team's actual needs are better than an algorithm can is going to be a much better draft outcome. I promise you that. If you don't believe me, just use one of the simulators and then post it somewhere and say, what do you think? Everyone will laugh at you. Half of those guys already decided to go back to college. The guy you drafted in the seventh round is a second round pick. <laughs> just. But anyways, again, consider it. It's walkthemock.com. I've posted that link in the Facebook group, the Facebook page, Twitter, YouTube. If you haven't seen it yet, I mean, you can reach out. I'll give you the link. I'll, help, I'll walk you through it. I've become friends with the owner of the website as well as some of the other people that work there. Friends. I, I always make fun of my wife for using that term so loosely. She meets somebody once and she's like, they're my friend. Like, they're not your friends. It's somebody you just met. And now I just did it. I have not become friends with them. I've, I've met them and we talk now. That is so funny that she does that, though. You know my friend that I met yesterday? Uh, yeah. You mean that old lady that sat next to you at the park? That, that friend? Yeah, my best friend. Um, she said, uh, da, da, da. okay. <laughs> Just, whatever. I should switch it up, though. If I lower my standards for what a friend is, and I start calling you guys friends, I go from having two friends to thousands of friends. Then again, I don't think I want that. I'm good with two, so we'll just stick with that. Anyways, how about we take that break I was talking about, and uh, we'll come back and talk about some other stuff. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. 
That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Just so you know, um, 12 hours, 42 minutes, at least from the time of my recording, until tonight's mock, we have the Bengals, we have the Ravens, Steelers, Bills, Texans, Titans, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Panthers, Saints, Bucks, Cardinals, Seahawks, and 49ers still available. So most of the teams are still there. If you want to do something for me for episode 1000, just join the stupid thing for me, please. It would help me tremendously. Anyway, sort of continuing on with the NFC North uh breakdown or whatever another interesting dynamic here isn't just how do we build up teams but also who might be leaving we we've learned about the packers right kevin king aaron jones Corey lindsey a lot of guys that are free agents that might not be back but we also know about some other guys that possibly could be leaving that are still under contract because it saves us a bunch of money like preston smith christian kirksey rick wagner dean lowry i mean just those four guys 21.24 million dollars in savings by letting them walk But what about some of these other teams? What is their situation, and who are some guys that could possibly be cap casualties? Well, the Packers are in the worst position of uh, all NFC North teams. The only teams that are in worse spots financially are the Steelers, Falcons, Eagles, and Saints. However, other teams that are struggling, which is basically all of them, to be completely honest, the team in the best shape in the NFC North is the Lions, with a grand total of $1.69 million dollars. under their their cap but even if we look at them again they need to make some space um there are certain guys that could pop possibly help them get them there and it's also going to help us to look at you know the off season for example with the detroit lions let's say they don't end up taking a quarterback whether it's because they're gone 
they get a quarterback or they decide they really want to work with Goff, which is entirely possible. Maybe they think that's the future for some weird reason. Who else are they going to draft? Well, a couple cap casualties here, potentially. Desmond Trufant, cornerback, saves them $6.1 million. Cornerback Justin Coleman, who they got from Seattle. These are two free agent acquisitions that obviously you have to pay a good amount of money to bring in. And then you get to a point where the cost goes up and the benefit seems to be going down as they get older and things just aren't going very well. Justin Coleman could save them another almost $5 million. So we're right at about $11 million between two cornerbacks. And they just happen to be right in range for some pretty good cornerbacks. Now, they did take a cornerback really early last year, so it's fairly unlikely they do it again. However, if Jeff Okuda does take a step and they decide to draft another corner, there are prospects like Caleb Farley, like Patrick Sertan, who are seen to be relatively good value, especially Patrick Sertan, at around pick seven. Some other guys that could possibly be cap casualty, defensive tackle Nicholas Williams and defensive tackle Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton could be actually a pretty big hit considering he's he's one of the few guys on this list that is actually quite talented. At least he used to be, I don't know. But that's also a massive need already is their defensive line. Primarily you think edge rusher, but defensive line in general is a massive need. Now I don't think anybody at seven along the defensive line is going to be able to help them, especially at defensive tackle, possibly edge. Again, Rousseau or Quiddy Pay. But later on in the draft, defensive tackle is probably going to be pretty massive, especially if some of these guys have to go, because again, their defensive line is pretty bad. The other guy that could possibly be leaving is quarterback Chase Daniel, which you wouldn't think too much of other than they just lost Stafford. We don't know what we're getting out of golf. Chase Daniel's about as good of a backup quarterback as you're going to find. Now, it doesn't save all that much money, $2.3 million, so it might not impact things all that much. But again, something to consider. Now, as we move further down, because again, the Lions, do not necess- they're not as desperate to cut guys as other teams, although they are going to need to free up some money for sure. Next on this list is the Bears, $10.6 million they have to make up. That's a lot. And so the interesting thing here, again, and again, we're talking about possibly needing to rebuild this team a little bit. The guy at the top of the list, and this is really going to be interesting because if you're in full rebuild mode, you consider this. I don't think the Bears are in full rebuild mode, so I don't think they're going to do this, even though they should. But at the top of the list is Akeem Hicks. Keem Hicks is a very good defensive tackle. He's, he's, I wouldn't say the heart and soul of the defense, but if you lose him, it changes the face of the defense drastically. And you think, why would they move on from him? I mean, they could extend him, do whatever. He's 31 years old. So you already know he's not in your long-term plans. He's the fourth most expensive guy on this team, $12 million against the cap. Only 1.5 is guaranteed. So again, you save $10.5 million. That gets you in the black basically just with one, one cut. But again, you're only doing that if you embrace this rebuild, which is saying we need to move on. Because again, I don't, listen, I don't think it's crazy because I don't think you have any ability to win the Super Bowl this year. And he has one year left on his contract. So what's the point? By the way, he turns 32 this year. So what, we're going to extend him into year 33, 34, 35, what? So again, I I would be surprised if they do it because again, I don't think they have, I don't think they have the ability to say no to themselves. I think they're constantly just these eternal optimists that believe they're just one player away and we're going to find that player. We're going to go out and get Carson Wentz and and this defense is going to carry us and we're going to be so good. Akeem Hicks is leaving. If it's not this year, it's probably next year. Just do it now. And they very well may. 
Another one on this list that's almost a guarantee is Jimmy Graham. That's $7 million. Very low likelihood they end up keeping him. He's overpaid to begin with. He's very low production. They drafted, um, uh, what's his name, Cole Komet. So there's really no, no real upside there. Uh, next on the list is Bobby Massey. Now this one also hurts because we're talking about a team that's already hurting as far as their offensive line. But again, it's a similar situation. We can keep him if we want, but he's already 30 years old. So we're just delaying the inevitable. The inevitable is we need to rebuild this team. This team is too old. It's not good enough. We need to do what we can to tear this down. If we have the opportunity to trade some of these guys to get draft picks, let's do it. If we don't, fine. Let's get as much money as we can and go get some younger free agents. Let's rebuild a younger team. This team is not going anywhere. Again, all these guys are in the final years of their contract, and you're not getting to the Super Bowl this year or next year. The only way you do that is if you draft an absolute stud quarterback, and I'm sorry, you won too many games to do that. You messed up. You could have just been terrible. You could have got out in front of this and, and lost some of these players to begin with. You could have just left Foles in the dust and not done that and just ran with Trubisky and lost a couple extra games. Maybe you'd be sitting where the Lions are with the prospect of possibly getting a new quarterback, but you messed that up. So again, for the second day in a row, I'm, I'm pleading with you. For your own sake, tear it down. And it, you, you could say, well, you're just being selfish. You just want them to be tear. I do. I would love for the Bears to be no competition because we also have kind of a small window. The Vikings would also love that. we got a small window. We'd like to be able to fit in this window as little friction as possible. So if you could just slide out of the way, and then in a couple of years when Rodgers is done, hopefully you guys get your rebuild and you can have your turn. We'll see how it goes. We'll renegotiate at that point. But right now, just get out of the way. Now, if you want to just be an obstructionist, and say, yeah, we're not going to be any good, but at least we don't want to let you succeed, fine. And obviously I'm not talking to anybody. The Bears are not planning it this way. But that's that's the best you can do, is to mess up our plans of, of getting anywhere. And I don't even know how you're going to do that. What are you going to do, be good enough to beat us once, and then what? We still go to the playoffs. You're just a nuisance. Get out of the way. It's not your time. I'm sorry to tell you, it's not your time. You tried. You went all in, and you failed. You got Khalil Mack, and you failed. You had the number one defense in football, one of the most dominant defenses we've seen since the Legion of Boom in 2018, and you failed. You didn't get the right quarterback. If you had had the right quarterback, you probably would have won a Super Bowl. You messed up, and you just can't let it go. No, we, 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 we got it. We're almost there. No, you're not. Akeem Hicks is leaving. Your offensive line is falling apart. Allen Robinson, that carried your entire offense, is leaving. Khalil Mack cannot drag this, this whole big pile of dead weight. Ship off Bobby Massey, ship off Akeem Hicks, say goodbye, take the money, take as many picks and, and, and as much cash as you can, and build it properly. No flashy prospect. There's no point to that. Don't waste cap space on guys that are going to be expensive and not actually help you. If you want to go out and get an offensive tackle that's young and talented with a bunch of money, go do it. But, I mean, from our perspective, I mean, the, the Bears might be in a lot of trouble here. I mean, they're in trouble either way. Either they tear this thing down and they are just putrid garbage, which is what they should do, or they keep fighting. They're slightly less terrible. They're still going to be good enough to probably win some games and be frustrating, but now they're going to be bad now and later. I promise you, there are going to be other drafts with great quarterback prospects. Cut Akeem Hicks. Cut Bobby Massey. Do not draft a quarterback because all is going to happen is that guy's going to get killed and ruined. Bring in a guy, but don't give up any draft compensation. Go get a free agent. Spend some cash. Doesn't matter if he's very good. The goal is to get a high pick anyways. But again, from our perspective, man, this team is just, it's going to be brutal. I mean, the best pass-blocking offensive lineman is Bobby Massey for this entire team. 
Charles Leno was the second-best uh, offensive lineman, pass-blocking offensive lineman. The only two that had 70 overall grades pass-blocking were the two tackles. Charles Leno's also turning 30. So, I mean, they, they have to draft a tackle in the first round, I think. I, I just feel like that has to happen. Wide receiver is an option if there are just no tackles available. But I just feel like it's becoming desperate for them, and they need some young tackles because they're going to get a quarterback at some point. I don't think it's this year. I think they need to just stop, especially Carson Wentz, who's got a ton of injuries and everything else. It's it's just not your time, man. I'm sorry. You tried and you failed. The longer you delay this teardown, the worse it's going to be. Embrace it. And if you do a good enough job, which probably means moving out from Ryan Pace, but if you do a good enough job, the Packers have demonstrated you can have a bad year and bounce back rapidly. You can go less than 8-8 eight and eight and then be in the NFC Championship the very next year. But you got to have some cap space, and you got to have some picks, and you can't just keep giving those things away. But uh, something to keep an eye on. Again, it's it's either way we win. If they hang on to these guys, they're doing the wrong thing, and it's going to mean disaster for them in the long run. If they do the right thing, it means they're going to be a horrific team in 2021, pending some kind of great resurgence slash free agent acquisition slash draft picks. But... That's also extremely unlikely. Sorry, but a first-round offensive tackle can't throw the ball. I'm just saying. And then you get the Vikings, who are about $12 million over their cap space. Uh, They also have got some serious questions. And again, the problem for the Vikings, as much as I think they do have an ability to rebound, they have a bigger problem than the Packers, because not only are they coming up to the end of their time with their quarterback, but their team in general is getting very old. A lot of the guys that they have are not long-term guys. I mean, you got Daniil Hunter and not a whole lot else. And so when they have guys that start to leave, it's not, again, it's not just us saying, man, we might only have like two, three more years of Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what happens. But then it's then it's over. Yeah, but a lot of the core of our other team is still there. So finding another quarterback is going to be difficult, but it's difficult for everybody. The Bears need a new quarterback. The Lions need a new quarterback. The Vikings need a new quarterback. Every single team is going to need a new quarterback, probably even sooner than the Packers do. That noise was leather, by the way. So don't start. Now my hands are sweaty. I can't do it again. Just just wait. There you go. So just just cool it, child. But uh, top of that list is Mr. Riley Reef, and I, I actually think a lot of Vikings fans are ready to move on. Um, they're very I, – I kind of like Vikings fans in the draft. I like teams that are that fan, whose fan bases are a little bit more hostile toward their own team because it makes it easier to do draft videos <laughs> because you can call out certain players, and they're like, yeah, totally, that guy sucks. We need to get rid of him. Other teams, it's like, if you say anything bad about any of their players, they're like, he's a Hall of Famer. It's like, dude, he didn't even play. He was so, what are you talking about? Vikings fans, you try to be like gentle about stuff. Like, oh, I like your quarterback. And you're like, oh, you do? That's funny because he sucks and I can't wait to get rid of him. It's like, whoa. All right. Fair enough. I mean, there's a few untouchables. You can't talk about uh, Cook. Obviously, I mean, you got to show respect to the receivers, and they expect that, and they, they've deserved that. And I think Cook is good enough. You know, if they want to nitpick best or what I, you know, I'm, I'm fine saying one of the best, possibly the best. However you want to phrase it doesn't really, it's not worth arguing about. He's good. But they know the offensive line is bad. But but they're also on the side of, the, there are certain guys that I feel like they're not that bad, and they're like, oh, yes, they are. I love those kinds of fan bases as much as they drive me nuts during the season and there's a lot of fighting and everything else. As far as the draft and critiquing their team, they take it fairly well. And and Bears fans, by the way, exact same. Probably Lions, too. And I think the Pack. maybe that's just like an NFC North thing. We just don't tolerate bad football players on our teams. To the extent that other teams tend to feel bad for that. Like, I'll never forget the way Bears fans treated Brian Urlacher. 
I was stunned by that. And I feel like Packer fans kind of rallied around Urlacher more than Bears fans did. When they when the Bears moved on, fans were like, good riddance, the guy's no good anymore. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you serious? That guy's amazing. Julius Peppers, good, have him. He's trash. Uh, all right, thanks, I guess. I don't know what you're talking about. And obviously, I've learned of the Packers fans' reputation, which I never would have thought would be Packer fans who are supposed to be all this Midwest nice, which is funny because it's four Midwestern teams. You would assume it would be Midwest. No, it's it's Midwest. You're either good or get off my team because you suck. And then Eagles fans where you would think like they're super gruff and they don't take any nonsense. Maybe they just don't like outsiders saying bad things. Only they can say bad things about their team. I'm not sure how that works. I'm not from Philly. I don't know how their brains work. But man, if you say bad stuff about their team, they will just crucify you. It's like, but but he sucks, though. I don't, I don't understand. But anyways, Riley Reef is another one of those guys, right? So I just pull up the old PFF, and I'm like, hey, he's 32 years old, but he's got a 75 pass blocking grade. He's pretty good. Uh, you know, you probably want to hang on to him, and Vikings fans are like, meh, that's all right. <laughs> and uh, again, I, I can't act like all of them are the same. Obviously, some Vikings fans know that he's he's quite good, and he's been solid for a pretty long time, and uh, whatnot. But they, they seem pretty good with moving on. Obviously, they did draft presumably his replacement, and so you would have to think, I mean, if, if you're going to go to that extent to draft an offensive tackle to be a replacement, and you're in a position where you need the money and the tackle's 32, it's like it's kind of put up or shut up time now. You know what I mean? Like, y- you did what you need to do to be able to move on. It's time to move on. So I wouldn't be surprised if Riley Reef does leave. And I kind of think that's bad for the Vikings. Now, he's not a very good run blocker. At least he wasn't really last year. I mean, it's always he's always been a better pass blocker, but it's kind of, you know, Low 70s compared to mid-60s kind of thing. It's it's a horse apiece, I guess. But the point is, again, even if you're looking at a good football player leaving, there's always a possibility that somebody comes in and is better. But generally, at least at first, you're going to take a step back. So as a Packer fan, from our perspective, Riley Reef leaving has kind of got me licking my chops a little bit. Bobby Massey leaving has got me licking my chops a little bit. We get a new defensive coordinator. We're thinking about what he's going to be able to do for our pass rush for, you know, scheming some some gaps for people to shoot through, linebackers coming on blitzes, you know, toying with these young offensive tackles who are rookies or, or second-round guys, or just guys like Rashawn Gary or Zadarius just blowing up guys that aren't very good. And you take Riley Reef that's mediocre, and you take a half a step back, and it's like, oh, boy. You take a Bears offensive line that's slowly starting to deteriorate, and then you r- remove Bobby Massey, one of the core pieces of that offensive line, and it's just it got you licking your chops a little bit. It gets you excited. So again, things are going to change, but not all of it's for the better. We're not the only team that's that has to make hard decisions. Everybody's got to make some tough decisions. Even if you're in a good salary cap position, again, the only reason your salary cap is good is because you're not paying anyone because you suck at drafting. I just thought of a really good idea, but I'll, I'll leave it alone because I don't want to ruin the flow it has to do with the draft again so that that in my opinion is I, I feel like everybody would kind of agree Vikings fans are like yeah it's time to move on we got the replacement we'll be fine Packer fans are sitting here like yeah should probably just go ahead and move on I'm sure you'll be fine so it's just kind of an agreement like yeah we'll just shake on that sounds good everybody agrees moving on and and again maybe they won't but that just may you know again everything is a positive and a negative right it was a positive seeing Stefan Diggs leave it was a negative that they got a first round pick out of it and then drafted a guy who's actually better than Stefan Diggs that sucks better and younger and that's i mean it, it was just it was one of the few scenarios in which that works in the favor of the Vikings and it worked massively in the favor of the Vikings and that really sucks so it's just kind of, it's, it's we'll see what happens we'll see how it goes may the best man win 
Outside of that, another guy that I've said consistently needs to go away is Anthony Barr. I know the Vikings love their linebackers. I think they're all massively overrated, and the number one player on that list that is overrated is Anthony Barr. The guy that was an outside linebacker who was a pass rusher in college, got converted to an inside linebacker, probably would have been a better edge rusher, made a lot more money as an edge rusher in football, has been stuck as an inside linebacker, and has just been massively overrated ever since. His name is synonymous with great all-time inside linebackers, and there's no reason why it should be. If you talk to anybody about Anthony Barr, they're going to you know, just ask him, what do you think of their career? Be like, he's, he's a great linebacker. Always has been. For years, he's been a great. It's, no, he hasn't. He only played in two weeks this past year. He had a 47 overall grade. He had a 50.8 against the Packers. He had a 44.4 against Indy. In 2019, his grade was a 56. He did have a 70 overall grade in 2018, which was the best grade he had since 2015. This is a guy, sounding like, uh, what's his name? Here's a guy. But but this is this is an, a perfect example of somebody who had a couple really good years, and then people just haven't really been paying attention. So when you think about good linebackers, you just carry on that name, and you just because you don't get an update saying, by the way, he's been bad recently. So in 2014, as a rookie, he was pretty good. In 2015, he blew up. Elite overall grade, 90 coverage grade, 90 pass rush grade. 27 pressures on 110 attempts, 78 tackling grades, 72 run defense grade. He did everything great. And so you see that, and they're like, dude, this guy's really good. And it was just there was no debate because he was. But again, there was no real update. So, you know, 2016, how did he do? 50, 50 overall grade, 43 in coverage. He allowed 361 yards and four touchdowns. No interceptions, 135.5 passer rating when targeted. 56 run defense grade, 47 tackling grade. His grade in 2017, 63. Grade in 2018, again, his big resurgence was a 70, then a 56, and then a 47. In five years, and and again, kind of unfair because this last year wasn't even a year, it was a a game and a half, but over the last five years, he's had one good year. Anthony Barr is beyond dead weight, way overpaid, killing your cap for no reason. He needs to go. Not Not for my sake, for your sake, trust me on that. But if you want to fight about it, by all means, keep him. I'm not willing to fight about that one. You go ahead and keep him. He doesn't scare us. Uh, after that is Kyle Rudolph would say $5 million. That one to me seems like a no-brainer. Um, again, that's similar to Riley Reef. He's a decent player. They did draft his replacement, although his replacement hasn't exactly broken out the way you kind of hope that he will. But he's still kind of on that tier where you feel like he's probably good enough to just take that job, and he needs to because it's time to move on. And again, from our perspective, it's not going to make you better. Kyle Rudolph is still probably your best tight end. I mean, it's debatable. PFF does have Irv Smith slightly ahead of him. So, again, it's just time. Kyle Rudolph is is slowly slipping. Irv Smith is slowly ascending. So just make the switch. Just make it official. Kyle goes bye-bye. And the final potential cap casualty here that I see is Shamar Stefan, defensive tackle. And, again, um, relatively minor. I mean, I would compare it somewhat to uh, Dean Lowry in that it's not that he's a premier player. But it does kind of stink to lose that that depth, and, and you wonder about who's going to take the spot after him because there aren't a ton of high-end uh, options. But again, a relative no-brainer because, in my opinion, he's, he's fairly easily replaced. So, I mean, on that list, there's not a ton that I feel like you can't move on from for the, for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Reef would be nice to hang on to, but again, we already got his replacement. He's getting older, and it's a lot of money. Anthony Barr, we've drafted linebackers. He's not all that great. I know your head coach is absolutely madly in love with the guy and him being able to help you execute your scheme and all that stuff, but 
I mean, we're talking $7.2 million. Kyle Rudolph, again, we drafted the replacement. Shamar Stefan. I mean, it's not that much money, but he's not giving you much. So, anyways, that's about it. It's interesting to keep in mind. Again, it's not just the Packers that are losing players, and, and these are big players. These are big. This is a big deal. It'll shift the team for the future. You know, we start talking about tackles, uh, premier interior linemen like Hicks. I mean, we're, we're talking about some big players. So, again, that's part of what makes the offseason so interesting is, you know, there's not only that, but then where do they go? You know, what if Akeem Hicks leaves Chicago and goes to Detroit? Obviously, that wouldn't happen in a trade. It would have to be, you know, he'd have to be cut or whatever. But there's all these different dynamics. Teams are going to be, and especially recently, things are getting so wild with so many people leaving and then going to new teams. And you got to relearn these teams and try to think what it means and, and what what is the new shape of this team going to look like. It's very interesting. Anyways, um, the idea that I had, and again, it's up to you. If you're not into the draft, don't do it. But I, I think here's the offer I'm going to make. If we fill all 32 teams, somebody's going to get a free subscription. I will, I will pay for your full year subscription to Walk the Mock. It's only 30 bucks, but again, that will be my giveaway. So that is the plan. We just got to fill all the other teams. We don't even have half of them filled right now, and we've got about a half a day to do so. So it's free to you. You sign up. Use the free promo code, get involved, and you possibly will get a full free uh, first year whatever subscription. So you get to do it all year. And, uh, you know, good, uh, good joyous times and whatnot. But otherwise, you guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.